Hello, everybody. Yes, hi. My name is Anthony Quinn. This is Food Addict. Yes. And I have one of our more popular guests on here. And one of my favorite guests, Ivy Haycox. How you doing? Hi. Glad to be back. Wow. Yeah, you sounded more enthusiastic when I when I when I you said hi to me before. You gave me like a yellow. It was very nice. <laughs> now I ask you we're recording and it sounds like, you know, hi, you know. <laughs> Where's the yellow we once had? <laughs> do you want do you want to start over? Do you want me to yellow the audience? It is my favorite no, color. No, no, I will not have you compromise my integrity. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how's everything going for you? Good. Um, I'm absolutely sick of being stuck inside, but other than that, I mean, you know, it's everybody. Um, I don't know. Um, it's winter time now, so I think people are bitching about it a little less, and I think that's why they, you know, they're they're being a little more strict because they realize it's winter time and there's not that much to do anyway. It's kind of cold. Um, but I mean, it's killing it's killing me because you know I had a spot we were doing some stuff out of. And I mean, but it's all good. You know, I can't be selfish like that. I really can't. Um, I just, you know, it's it's just enough is enough already. I'm ready to get back. I don't know what you people do in this state. Normally in Houston, I would go bar hopping during the winter and then you don't notice the cold. But the cold was 32 degrees. You know, what? What? what's weird is like bar hopping here, like they ruined it because like too many DWIs and then they can't <laughs> smoke inside anymore. So it was like, you know, all that just kind of killed the bar scene around here. Uh, I mean, in the city, in the city, there's still, you know, bar scene if you can afford it. Mm-hmm. But um, like suburbs and stuff, just um, it's just not like it was, you know, years ago. But I'm not sure how it is. And Houston's a pretty crazy town. I'm sure they party down hard. I mean, I would say you could lower <laughs> your standards and just go to a bunch of dive bars. But now with COVID, you're just wary of a dive bar, you know? I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. I'm worried of everything, you know? And okay, so this is, this is what I wanted to talk about um, today. Um, you know, th- th- I spent, it seems like I spent a lot of time in my life trying to keep it real, you know? And uh-huh. I just realized recently, what does that even fucking mean anymore? Oh God, you've been inside too long. You know, I'm just saying like, like, what are you fighting for? You know what I'm saying? Like people are so in. I've been inside too long. <laughs> I was inside too long before this pandemic, darling. <laughs> I've been inside too long my whole life. Um, oh dear God, we're all gonna end up like you. <laughs> but I'm saying is like is I find myself. You know, I was. I'm, you know, my name's Anthony. I'm. I like to talk. You know that. <laughs> Oh, do I? <laughs> you know, I like to I like to express myself and I like to, you know, I think the best way to deal with things is to talk and be level-headed and then there's no resentments, but you know, it's just people don't want to do that anymore. You know, I I, I don't know if they ever did. Maybe now I'm just seeing, you know, seeing the 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 truth or something. I don't know, but I'm just saying is I'm I've I'm I've stopped giving a fuck about a lot of the stuff I used to give a fuck about. If we're talking about the political divide, I agree. I remember growing up in an entirely conservative household and having no idea what that meant. Now I definitely know what it means. But even that. So it's like everything was so crazy with this election and the disinformation. and the I mean, it was just, it was a mess. 
Well, and like the precedence that's been set from the 2016 election and all of the things that Donald Trump lied about, like nobody knows what reality is anymore. That's what we got gaslit as a nation. So if you, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly my point. So if you don't know what reality is, not you, but I'm saying, if there's a question about what reality is, then how do you keep it real? <laughs> you know, if it, the, I'm just saying the line in the sand is changing so much that I'm just like, dude, do I have clothes on? <laughs> I mean, at this point, I, I feel like it's okay? become so politically extreme that you either have to do all of the research that you possibly can in order to find out what the real truth is, or just say, fuck it and stop listening to the goddamn radio. No, I don't listen to any radio. You know, and what well, I'm saying, but, and that's another thing. It's, you know what it really is, Ivy, that gets to me is the fear mongering. You know, and that's mm. what everybody has, and fear, shame on anybody. Shame on anybody that has been, um, <laughs> that's all I do now, Ivy, on this show is shame people the whole time. <laughs> you, you haven't been here for a while. We do a lot of shaming. <laughs> um, but, but seriously, man, like, if you're somebody who used this for some kind of agenda and you, you, you know, shame on you, dude. And you have to live with that. Um, because, or like, I'm talking about people with podcasts. People with um, TV shows, movies, you know, news, reporters, media, all that stuff. I feel like there's a difference between having a personal agenda that you're putting forward by taking advantage of COVID and being inspired by what you've been through and doing something that benefits you out of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a fine line, though. It's a fine line. Yeah, if you think it's right, what I'm saying is... we our our minds are powerful, Ivy. If you think about something long enough, you'll be like, "Yeah, fuck it, we'll kill him." You know. <laughs> you <laughs> think about it like three hundred times on like two ninety nine. You're almost ready. <laughs> oh my god, there are many fascinating movies to that effect. Watching people's minds just like slowly but, twist into believing something. You know, I mean, and that's why why it's a movie. I mean, and that's the extreme kill. But I'm saying people do stupid stuff all the time because they just don't think it through. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, when you're when you're fed bullshit all the time, or but I'm saying like, but when when people know that they're 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 contributing fear, and they know it's not true, then there's no excuse for that. Especially if you're a journalist, if you're a journalist, I don't care, and, and all you care about is clickbait, then you you better rethink what you're doing. We're turning this episode of Food Addict into an episode about consumption in the media. No, no, I'm just saying, okay, so this is, this is, no, this is what it is. So I'm personally, I'm trying to like not eat as much, but everything closes at 10. Every, 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 a a lot of things are are hard. A lot of like the supermarkets are, are different now. And it's just, everything's so different. And the fear makes me want to eat. Oh, same. I feel like I find myself buying so much more food than I normally would because I have so much time at home that I feel like I have to be cooking elaborate meals because I have the time and I can't excuse myself out of it, you know? So I buy like tons of ingredients and then I just end up making myself a pizza. I'm just, I don't, I, I don't know, man. It's, I don't, I don't even cook that much at all. This Wendy's two for five is killing me. (laughs) I live so close to a Wendy's Ivy. I mean, really close. (laughs) You could probably fucking cartwheel there. (laughs) You probably could. I can't do a single cartwheel, so no. (laughs) 
If you really wanted to, though. You know, you don't want to do cartwheels. I know you could cartwheel there if you wanted to. I can just barely walk there, but it's not that far. <laughs> oh, my so. God. I just bought rollerblades, and they should be here any day now, and yeah. I literally cannot stop thinking about it. Yeah, so this is a little rollerblading trip for you. For me, it's a tough walk, and I don't rollerblade. <laughs> I don't, I'm already round, okay? <laughs> um, I wish so. I would stop worrying about where the nearest Wendy's is. I'm I'm spending way too much time walking to the corner store to buy cigarettes every single time I tell myself I'm going to quit smoking. Well, okay, so that's another one. And honestly, the the, the I always say that I said this on the show a few times. Um, I've quit three times, two times successfully. Um, and what I did was I just didn't tell anybody about it. You know, I'm, I, this is a good time to use that strategy because you're not seeing many people, but, um, especially smokers. Like if you go hang out with smokers and you're trying to quit smoking, you, that's terrible. Like they're not going to be like, Hey, wow. Three days without a cigarette. Way to go. They're going to be oh like, Oh my God. I wish I had that excuse, but it's not like the nineties anymore. Nobody smokes. Everybody thinks you're weird for smoking. <laughs> I'm always the one person standing out in the freezing two degree weather in the snow, smoking a cigarette, it's wondering not, why I'm doing this. It's not the nineties. <laughs> you're right. People you're, could smoke inside. People smoked on TV. No, but I mean, even I'm telling you, like I quit, <laughs> I quit in the, in the, in the two tens, darling. Okay, I could. That the last time quit. I quit, that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but but so but I'm saying is like is it? You're right. A lot of people don't smoke, but if you work somewhere, there's always a few people that smoke, and you're out smoking with them. You know. Mm. So then when you quit smoking, you can find yourself still saying hi to those people or still hanging out with them while they're smoking. And it's yeah. just like like if I stop eating Wendy's. Right, I'm not gonna go hang out with people that are go. Let's go to Wendy's, man. But I don't think people are taking. <laughs> I don't think. Thank. I don't think everybody's that excited about Wendy's like me. But dude, it, it's an hour now, 45 minutes sometimes to get to Wendy's around here. That's another thing. Everything closed at 10, so the fast food is open till midnight and 1:30. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's there's 20 or 30 cars that wait. So I hardly do. Jeez. In reality, lately I haven't been getting Wendy's that much because. It's too long of a wait. If I get lucky, I'll go in there and get the two for five. <laughs> yeah, I don't I do not do fast food really. But if I drink, then I'll eat Taco Bell. Like, it's just magical. The instant I've had like two beers, Taco Bell is just at the forefront of my mind. Taco Bell, man, I, that's always, that's never a long wait around here. I don't know why. But uh, nobody likes Taco Bell. I, it's just me and three other dumb white women. No, I mean it, it, it's it, it's a little bit of a wait sometimes, but it's you know usually get in and out pretty quick. Um, I don't know. I I think Taco Bell has come a long way. Um, mm. <laughs> I know a lot about fast food. Way too much. <laughs> way. Oh, so I was going to ask you, how's the TMJ? Um, it's, it's uh, difficult to manage. If you don't mind me asking, I. No, not at all. It's just so difficult to figure out like what I'm supposed to eat and what's going to affect it. Typically, any amount of bread makes my jaw hurt more than anything in the world. But I love bagels. So, have you? Is it healing though, or no? Because it was like six (laughs) months ago when we did the first episode. I think it was. It was at least a few months ago. Is it healing? I don't know. Theoretically, if I like give my jaw a break and try to eat like really soft foods for a while, then the bone can start to grow back. But I don't know if that's actually happening or not. Okay. We'll find out eventually. That sucks. That sucks. Yeah. So how did that happen again? I don't remember. You said you took a lot of shots to the to the to the face? Yeah, as a kid. Okay. 
All right, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, That's fine. So... I don't know. Um, I've been talking since you were on. I've been talking to a lot of uh, the women guests I have on here. And dude, I think every single one has had some kind of problem with bulimia. Um, And what's interesting about it to me is that um, some of, a lot of them, a decent amount of them didn't have it in in high school. Mm -hmm. They just had it like as an adult. I mean, it's a mix of patriarchal society making objects out of women's bodies and then women feeling like they have to, you know, commodify themselves and look as beautiful as a magazine. And on the other hand, anorexia and bulimia have to do a lot with control. So if you feel like you're losing control in some part of your life, then you try to gain that control back by having control over your food. Yeah. So what uh, what I've noticed is that a lot, um, what they say is that uh, the same reason why they stopped is the same reason why you stopped. Mm-hmm. because they didn't want it to affect them in the long run. You know, yeah, it can kill you. And, well, the one person was like, uh, somebody was like, you're going to get a, um, cancer of the esophagus. And oh, jeez. somebody else was going to, was you, um, was saying, you know, about the teeth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to be, uh, look like a meth head or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. and, uh, and, I mean, that's just crazy to me, man. That you're in a situation where you don't want to eat because you're afraid people aren't going to like you, you know, and then you're like, oh, but I don't want to be a meth head either. I mean, that's what fucking sucks. Yeah. You know? I mean, part of mine was because I grew up like insanely skinny with a really high metabolism. So anytime that I would try to gain weight, it was impossible. And people always called me anorexic. So I tried it, even though it wasn't a matter of weight at all. It was just a matter of people like bullying me because I was already really thin. Oh, okay. And okay, yeah. And that's enough. Like I said, so like if, if when people, this is what, what, when, when it's kids, you know, kids kind of get a pass. They're just kids. They're, it's probably the, a lot of times when people bully, when kids bully other kids, probably because they're getting bullied at home or something, something yeah. like that. Um, what do they call that? The chain of aggression or something? Yeah, yeah. So, but like, what what amazes me is how people do it in you know, in you know, more like in high school and then more in you know adulthood, when they just like they're focused on your fucking weight, mm-hmm. you know, like or your physical appearance. Like I keep seeing people and they're like, oh, growing the beard back, huh? Oh, you shaved again, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess I shaved again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's cool. Some people say it just as like a conversation, but yeah, I'm telling you, man, if I lost 50 pounds and I started looking pretty good, you think people don't like me now, Ivy? <laughs> I'm sorry, you cut out there. Do I think what? I said, um, if I lost 50 pounds and I started looking good, if you think people don't like me now, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, right? No, that's such a good point. It's... It's not okay to say certain things when you look a certain way, but if you're if you're like fat, you're allowed to make jokes about fat people, you know? Dude, TMZ would have shit on me if I lost 50 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> What's who's this guy? There's a buzz in the street. He's an asshole. I don't know. I mean, it's just um it what it comes down to is hate. It's haters. Yeah. I mean, and I just <clears throat> I'm kind of a complainy guy. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you can say that, but I'm really like focused on myself a lot. And this is, this is what I've been trying to do. Ivy is I've been trying to get down to like, understand what's really going on with me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that's really what this podcast has always been about. And I mm-hmm. realize, like, I'm not a hateful person. I don't hate other people. I just get defensive sometimes because I've been. It's you know, I'm not a victim, but I'm saying is I've been hated on so much for my, um, you know, just for anything, jealousy, and and when you're heavy, people mm-hmm. constantly pick on your appearance and they give you these covert bigotry. And I, do, I have this joke now, and it's serious. I have covert smells. People covert smell me. <laughs> <laughs> They, what? they covertly smell me to see if I smell okay. Because they see me and they think I smell bad. Oh, wow. That's terrible. They take a sniff and, they be- and they, they, they'll and they come closer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying like everybody does it, but it's one of those things you notice. Like people- No, but there's an amount of unfairness in the world where people unfairly associate you with things or expect things of you or treat you in ways that you don't deserve. And it creates a, a bunch of fucking anger. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, so you, you get through the point, you get to the point where you're like, okay, what's really going on here? What's I'm just really- glad I didn't get sucked into the modeling industry. I was in International Vogue when I was 15. Wow. I'm, or no, I think it was 17, but I'm, I'm glad I didn't get, like, fully into modeling. I can't imagine what kind of eating disorder I might have. Well, you know, I've always um, felt for models because it must be must be very strange when, especially when you're a successful model, and then you get over 30 or 40, you know, I mean... You're pretty much done after that, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm I'm being nice with the forty, but <laughs> um, it's thirty. We know it's thirty. I and I'm. It's not me, dude. I watch, it's either that or you're an after picture. I'm saying I watch granny porn. You know, the all the all the forty models can. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, go back. Go back to the part where you watch granny porn. I'm saying like I. It's not. I don't think that they're done over thirty. That's just how it is. You yeah, know. but I mean, look at a magazine. Like, you're either Helen Mirren or you're nothing. Yeah, I know. That Helen Mirren, how'd she pull that off, right? Man. God damn, she's hot. I was going to say, fuck. Would you bang Helen Mirren? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Not even a question. That is why you're on this podcast, young lady. <laughs> because you would bang Helen Mirren and no other reason. <laughs> <laughs> Title of the podcast. Ivy would definitely, definitely bang Helen Mirren. So how's the... um? How's the, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to say this the right way now. How's the, um, the lifestyle going? The lifestyle's going well. <laughs> um, the orgies are obviously non-existent, but, uh. And what, what is, what is the lifestyle again? Well, actually I'm currently monogamous, so oh, I'm not poly right now. I'm trying it. Okay. I'm trying. Congratulations. Listen, I don't judge you, man. We were just joke. We joked around about it the last time and oh, it was the, what's it called again? Polyamory. Polyamory. I'm sorry. Yes, it slipped mm-hmm. my mind. Um, just having one woman for me is a big deal. So, <laughs> like, well, I may be monogamous, but I have an OnlyFans, so maybe that's worth. Yes. <laughs> discussing. Yeah, I mean, dude. But you know, I mentioned this on the other podcast. <clears throat> if anything, I thought it was awesome that you were empowered, man. You're doing what you want to do. Yeah. You know? And you know, you're it, it, it. Getting back to like what we're really talking about is we have to focus on ourselves, man. Because nobody fucking really cares. Especially now. Well, and it's the same amount of judgment. I still have people going out of their way to tell me, oh, you don't have to do this with your life. You can respect yourself. Like, I respect myself more than most people, I promise. You don't have to do this. You don't have to have people that want to have sex with you. <laughs> God forbid I monetize that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to make money having pleasure. You don't, <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> I, you know, <clears throat> when I try to please people, man, 
they're never fucking pleased. Mm-hmm. They're never, and I'm learning every day, man. I've, it's all about love. I realize that now. I realize. Yeah, you that. just end up more displeased with yourself. That the only way is to just love people, man. That's it. And I feel like a hippie saying that. I really do. I'm, I'm. I don't know if I'm ready for the robe and the fucking beaded thing with the peace sign. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't really look good in robes. <laughs> I've become even, less of a hippie as I've gotten older. I look even rounder in a robe. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, "Oh, now you're not getting dressed, right?" Like I would be the monk they would expect to get dressed, right? Like you're gonna look like Ron Jeremy if you wear a robe. You lazy. Just automatically fuck. becomes creepy. <laughs> you're not a monk. Get dressed, you lazy. That's what they would say to me, Ivy. But um, now so, we're both being told to put our tits away. <clears throat> oh man, did you know that I went to um? You know I went to L.A. for the well. I think you heard my bit about that, right? Where I went to L.A. I saw that, yeah. And um, I had to shave everything. I had to shave my chest and my legs and everything. Oh jeez, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and um, I have a pretty decent bit that people seem to like. That is absolutely one hundred percent true. Um, they were like, you know, they told you what to shave. I was like, oh my God, I got to shave my chest. And dude, it was kind of fun. You know, I was tired, put it, put it that way, quote unquote, I was very tired <laughs> in the shower and I was the happy kind of tired. <laughs> and, uh, there you go. And I was shaving my chest and it was fun. I had like a, a five bladed razor with, um, with like, you know, that has the, I had some, some, I think I used some, uh, some body lotion as like shaving cream. Oh no! Got to get that coconut oil, man. Life, but this is, <laughs> life, man. <laughs> no, but this was. Yeah, I'm not. Well, I'm not. I'm not doing it anymore. But, but honestly, I would. It was kind of fun, and and I'm gonna tell you, people have been saying my whole life that I have man boobs, and <laughs> when I shaved, there they were. <laughs> <laughs> and I be, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. They're fucking nice. <laughs> now you know how it feels to lift the carpet, as it were. Dude, they're nice. You know, I mean, I, it might be the nicest thing I have now. <laughs> I'm just picturing you in the shower, cupping your own boobs, eyes closed. Dude, like, I, yeah, I, man. <laughs> no, I was brushing my teeth and I saw them wiggling. <laughs> I was like, holy, if they wiggle, they have to be boobs, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have to do a Baywatch shoot where you like slowly run out of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, dude, I, I kind of liked it. I mean, I'm not going to keep doing it, but it wasn't it wasn't a bad experience at all. It's nice. Um, but we, we were doing this, these shows at the strip club, and I'm like, you know, man, I, I think I'm a fetish. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you definitely know? are a fetish. I think I, I wanted to be a baseball player when I was a kid, but now I'm a fetish. <laughs> I think in the gay community, you'd be a bear. <laughs> That's I'm saying like they could probably I could probably have a corner of the tent somewhere. Like, yeah, you know, he's supple. <laughs> the supple guy over there with the man boobs. Try it. Start an OnlyFans. Fuck it. It's a pandemic. Try it. Come on. You never know where the money's going to be when things get back up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, I don't know. Keep me in mind if you see any channels that need any submissions. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you know. I'm just, uh, yeah, you know. I, don't. I have a serenity pillow sometimes. I can bite that and just, you know, work things out. So we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> what is a serenity pillow? Ah, it's a joke I have. That if people are, are, are interested in that, they can they can look contact me about my set. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I always say like um, you know, I kid around like I'll be outside for reparations. 
I have my serenity pillow. I'll just bite that and do what, do what you have to do. You know, <laughs> just try to keep my clothes on. <laughs> so, um, so I don't know, man. I mean, it's the world's going kind of nuts right now, but, um, I'm, I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying to still do these podcasts and, uh, I really don't know what else to do. We all need something to take our mind off of it all. <clears throat> and, you know, um, this this podcast is being well-received. I mean, we're getting, it's like doubling and tripling sometimes every week. Oh, um, that's with, awesome. With the listens. I mean, it's still not really much, but it's been fun. I've got a good response. I have a decent amount of people contacting me saying that they like it and that I should keep doing it. So, I mean, it, it's cool. It's, it's laid back. We could just talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, what I'm trying to do is just live longer, man. You know, and and fuck, I just you know I'm not losing weight, and I'm 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 good during the day. I eat a can of beans. Like I just I ate a can of beans. You know, I I brushed my teeth, I washed my face because I knew you're 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 a handful. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Are you still doing the beans thing? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm. Eat- I think that's the only reason why I'm still alive. <laughs> it's good for your heart, right? It's good for everything, man. It's good for everything. It feeds my brain. It's a good source um, of protein. Yeah, and yeah, I just eat a can of beans every day. I try to do it, you know, towards like the afternoon, but sometimes I try to, if I have to do a set, I'll try to do it a couple hours before my set. Um, and it's just, it helps so much. And then I, I gut them down now. I think when I was talking to you last, I was putting sir- um, syrup. <laughs> I was putting sauce oh. on them, but I would put syrup. Um, cause I love, I could put syrup on everything. Um, oh my God. Like the movie Elf. Like the movie Elf, but I just drink the syrup. I think he was Ugh. drinking syrup in that too. He but, did. It was so gross. <laughs> Dude, I will drink your syrup, Ivy. I will. Oh my God. It's like that one commercial where the guy just eats <laughs> butter from the fridge. Just a stick of butter. Oh, gross. Oh man. But you know, it's, um, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying. Oh, so I was saying is. I used to put sauce on them when I was talking to you last. Now I just got them down. I put some pepper on them and I, mm-hmm. I eat them. I chew them and I just swallow them and <laughs> they're pretty tasteless. Real you know? step-by-step process. There. I, yeah. I, I <laughs> <laughs> what I do is I take them and I twist them and I turn them and I spice them and I cook them. No, I don't do that. Listen, just... you're going to get your spoon. You're going to put it in the can. You're going to put it in your mouth. You're going to chew, chew, chew. You're going to swallow and you're going to go, ah, <laughs> I, but I wash them off. I make sure there's no sodium on there. I put a little bit of black pepper and I just, you know, and I feel great afterwards. And I'm not hungry. It's Do you just, heat them? What? Do you heat them? No. I eat them right out of the can. <laughs> All right. That's right. And I get the, I try to get the organic ones when I can. And, uh, you know, and dude, I, it makes me feel great. I'm not hungry. But then what happens is, Ivy, I can only, it's a whole can of beans, like three servings of beans. So I don't want to eat two cans of beans. I don't want to be, you know, you know what beans, beans, magical fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, it's, it's okay. Your body does get used to it, but you can't push your body. You know, we have to be reasonable about things. So what I'm trying to do is just get off this, fa- this, um, I'm not doing fast food as much as delivery now. I'm kind of off the fast food. I haven't had fast food in about three nights. <laughs> That's a miracle. Listen, it's a start. But I get takeout food. My favorite place that makes unbelievable food delivers. I'm like friends with the delivery. I, I think the delivery guys, those are the ones I'm going to be friends with 20 years from now. 
I think I think my next kid, the delivery guy, is gonna be the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one, man. Oh, yeah, I love you, dude. Back. <laughs> I love you, man. You're killing me. Stop coming to my house, but I love you. Listen, um, you're supporting local businesses. Just put it that way. The dude bought me, he bought me a, a two liter of Diet Pepsi yet last night. And he's like, because you'd always give me good tip. And I go, dude, you're killing me. I go, okay. <laughs> so so what I said to him was, okay, so I'm just not going to give you a tip tonight. And he like frowned for a second. I said, no, here's your tip. I got you. <laughs> and he gave me, the t- and dude, that's him being sweet, but mm-hmm. diet soda is terrible for you. Oh, it's so bad. I'm like dehydrating. I'm like on stage cramping up. I was taking care of my baby yesterday. I, he had a nice nap. Two and a oh half God, hour so nap. so cute, by the way. Two and a half hour nap. And he's up. And oh no, and, and so he gets up. You know how they're a little cranky when they get up. Mm-hmm. So he gets up and he's a little cranky. And I'm in a weird position. I get this bad cramp in my stomach. I get these like dehydration cramps all over my body if I don't drink enough water. And I've gotten them for 20 years. When, mm-hmm. Only when I get overweight. If I get like 30 to 40 pounds overweight, and right now I'm I'm in a bad zone. <laughs> I'm in a fat cramp zone. So, um, and I drink coffee all the time. And that's why I try not to eat any um, salty stuff. Or, and I don't eat salty stuff sometimes. Salt is actually better sometimes for not getting dehydrated. It depends. So... Yeah, so anyway, so I got this, but but her sister was there, but what if her sister wasn't there? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it was fine, and I would have, but I literally, for only for about 20 seconds, but for 20 seconds, I was having a hard time taking care of my baby. Well, listen, I feel like you figured out, like, the main two things that are the hardest parts of any, like, food journey, for lack of a better name. You know the things that you need to do for yourself in order to feel better. That's one of the hardest things. And finding sustainable foods, like you have with beans. Something that gives you sustainable energy throughout the day is so hard to find. That you actually like eating. Yeah, I know. But the, the thing is that I've done this so many times, Ivy. I, the reason why I'm doing the beans, it's because it's easy. It's easy. And I just don't have it. I know this is terrible. This sounds like I'm a lazy piece of shit. It does, but I'm not. No. I'm just like, no. And this is the thing. If, if somebody, if you think somebody is lazy, then there's probably something else behind it. I'm like, I've dieted so many times. I've deprived myself. I've lived hungry. And I realize that a lot of times I'm angry when I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm, and when I say angry, I'm not like, I'm just angry at myself, at the world, at the universe. And I don't want to be angry, and I don't want to be hangry or hungry or anything, man. So Well, that's part of the reason that you feel like you don't have the energy to put yourself into massive dieting trends. That's what I'm saying. Because you, you're spending so much like emotional energy on this anger that you have. Well, uh, that's, what, but that's what I'm saying. It's all, it's all connected because I've done it so many times. So I just have to... I have to keep, like I always say on this podcast, it's just, right now, society is is down. <laughs> it's the middle of winter. All the things that, that always trip me up are like bunched up on each other. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say about the Taco Bell thing. All of your addictions are connected. If I drink, I want to eat bad food that's unhealthy for you. And then I want to smoke about it. And I'm not supposed to be drinking or eating bad things or sm- smoking or, yeah. you know, your your emotional addiction to anger is part of it, you know? Yeah, honestly, that's a big reason why I don't drink alcohol. I mean, I think alcohol is poison and I don't like to drink. But I know that after two beers, I'm looking for a cigarette. 
That's it. Mm-hmm. And then if I keep drinking and somebody has cocaine, and I don't see that much cocaine, but I see it around, and somebody has cocaine, I'm doing that too. And oh, dude, dude, I have I I have over 80 pounds on me. I'm I'm 45-ish, okay? <laughs> you know, I can't do cocaine. <laughs> You know, it's it's those days are over for me, man. And if you're, do over, you feel like you have to do more because you weigh more? No, 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 not at all. Okay. No, no. I'm just saying, is it's bad for your heart? It's garbage. Oh you yeah. Know, it's just shit that people that are old and overweight don't need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Especially if you haven't fucking. I, my baby just turned 16 months old. Oh. You know, I can't be like hanging out with. People in their 20s doing cocaine, it's ridiculous. The fact that I hang out with the people as much as I do anyway is borderlining ridiculous. But you know what? I'm doing what I want to do and I'm seeing results. And that's it. That's it, Ivy, is I just need to get over the hump. Because what's the best thing about dieting, right? Or di- mm. And that's what I have to stop saying the D word. It's not dieting. What's the best thing about any change when you see results, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying to do is get to a situation where I can see results, you know, and, and I don't know, try to find some other way to look at it because going to shop right, right now, if I bought two days of food, I just wouldn't eat them. I know it. I know it. I would probably yeah. be in some guilt state and go get four for 10. <laughs> Stand outside my car crying, eat the four for 10, come in and look at the food, cry again and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you know, obviously I'm exaggerating, but I'm just saying is, and to tell you the truth, right now, money's very tight for everybody. Oh yeah. And you, I, there's dollar stores. You go to the dollar store. There's all this food, and it's terrible. It's garbage. Yeah, there's no fruit. Fruit is one of the most expensive things that you can buy. And real fruit, finding real mm-hmm. fruit, like. Organic. Like people think I'm crazy eating organic, but if you're eating, if you're eating uh, genetically modified anything, might as well not even eat it. It's dead food. Mm. You know, it's dead food. It has very little nutrients. That's what they used to say: an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Remember? Have you ever heard that expression? Yeah, of course. Very famous expression. Because that used to be true. That used to be true, dude. Now, you'd have to eat six apples, and it's not good to eat six apples because it's too much roughage or whatever, and yeah. that's why people make shakes. Exactly. I mean, 70, can consume so much more fruit. 75%, 20 years ago, 75% of the world's seed was garbage and ruined. I'm depressed. I don't even want to know what it is now. Uh, it just makes me think of the whole thing where we like lost the the type of banana that we used to have, and now yeah. the type of banana we have now isn't like real. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All that stuff, man. All that kind of stuff. Nobody cares. And that this is where the conspiracy nuts come in. They're like, it's a conspiracy. Oh, it's a conspiracy because they didn't want us to have bananas. Come on, man. Yeah. You know, it's just you know, and that's what I'm finding about the conspiracy stuff too. It's all bullshit, man. It's all clickbait. It's all, is there clandestine people that are doing stuff? Yes. Has there always been? Yes. Well, I think the obsession with conspiracies is the same thing as an obsession with like controlling your food and having eating disorders. It's a matter of controlling a world that you don't understand and you can't have control over. Yeah. I mean, mean, yes, it's, it's, you can get addicted, you can get addicted to the information. Absolutely. Addicted to the rush of thinking that, you know, 
there's all kinds of different levels of addiction and codependency. Um, mm-hmm. People get like codependent over everything. And listen, let me tell you, there's a stigma involved with conspiracy stuff because people come on my podcast all the time. And after we're done recording, they're like, dude, we that was a lot of fun. They're like surprised because they think I'm going to be like, what do you think about, you know, and you know, they think I'm going to bring up some stupid 9-11 stuff or something, you know, and there is some weird stuff about 9-11, but in a pandemic, do I need to be talking about that stuff? I mean, 9-11 is fun to talk about, but you don't have to take it so seriously. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, we talk about it a little. We say some. I personally think that the best way to talk about anything is calmly and joke about it. And that way you can really think. And your emotions are relieved a little bit. And you can yeah. see you can see more clear. You know, you I mean, can, I think that's the draw of conspiracy theories is that people feel camaraderie with other people about what they're talking about, whether it's true or not. <laughs> I'm with you, brother. I always thought the earth was flat, too. <laughs> Magellan's a piece of shit. <laughs> Liar, Magellan. Have you seen these Meninist movements? Or the, like, the uh, the fight for legalization of rape? Oh, my God. What? Holy Bro, shit. they had a march in Virginia. It was horrifying. Oh, my God. That sounds like propaganda to me, but... I want to believe that that's propaganda because I don't want to believe that there's people that are fucking doing that. That's just. I would love to believe that that's propaganda. That's, that's just ridiculous. But that's what. But and that's it, Ivy. You know what could you say to really shock anybody anymore? Especially right? after like all the Epstein stuff. Somebody mentioned this the other day. They're like, before the Epstein stuff and all that, people would be like, that's eh, bullshit. But now, people are willing to at least accept that it could be a possibility. Yeah, exactly. It's spurred into all of these other conspiracy theories about rings of pedophilia. I mean, they were, but this is the thing. They were saying, when you, I I knew this and I said it before I even looked it up. But recently, I was saying it, so I wanted to make absolute certain. And I looked up stuff that I never even saw 20, like 20 years ago. Like stuff that, I saw the stuff that I saw, but then I saw other stuff that wasn't even available back then from that time. And... Um, it's all the same stuff. They were saying it 25 years ago that, that they're Luciferians, that they, they worship the light and they don't care. They're, but see, back then they were saying they're Luciferians and that they worship the light and that, you know, it's not a Satan thing. Now they've just put Satan in there. See, they put their consumer twist on it. Exactly. I feel like it's just confusing a bunch of like pagan and real religions and making them sound insane. Yes. And that's why people take the pyramids and the, the eye and masons and all that mystery, mystery, you know, mystery stuff, the mystery religions. That's why they take them so seriously, because at one point that kept people alive on some level. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's why, man, when you try to start shitting on anybody's beliefs, whether they're you know, like we talked about the Wiccan stuff and all that. I had this dude Jack Steiger on here. Great guy, nice guy. But he thinks everything has a soul, everything's a person. All this. Oh my god, stuff. that's so interesting. And it's interesting, dude. And he's he's not a wacko. He's a comedian. He's some guy that, you know, has an account of what he believes. And, you know, uh, I think joking about stuff, we can joke. I kid with him about it. You know, I say you might be out of your mind, but you're still a nice guy. It's like I say shit like that to him, you know? And he loves it. He fucking loves it. Because I still want to know. I still want to know. 
That's the most respectful way you can go about anything. You can disagree with people, but still listen to their opinions. Well, we just, unless unless it has to do with taking away the rights of citizens. That's not I'm, an opinion. But I'm saying, is, I mean, most of this stuff is commonsensical. What I'm mm-hmm. asking for people these days, Ivy, is just common courtesy. And, on you know, people just don't know what it is. And I don't believe that. I think they just don't want to do it. Everybody's in the state of hurt, butthurtness. And mm-hmm. I don't, I'm done. I'm done with that. I've lived a lifetime of that already. And I was never a crazy lunatic. I've never done anything violent. I've never, I've never even called any woman I was with a bitch to her face. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe behind her back. No, but I'm saying. Oh, how charitable for you to do it behind her back. No, but I'm saying I don't think I deserve a medal. I'm just saying is, is that, um, you know, I, re- I have respect for women. I have respect for elderly. I respect my children. And uh, I just think common courtesy is being lost in a lot of ways, man. And the people that are disrespecting it the most are the people that, you know, are, are, are very overprivileged. Extremely overprivileged. Mm-hmm. So that's very frustrating to me, man. You know, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to get too deep into the whole thing. But it's just like what I'm, what, what I'm talking about is I just don't I, stop the fear, man. You know, we don't have to be so afraid. Everything's going to, this is, a, you're in New York, New Jersey, this is a democratic state, man. You know, either way, it was pretty much going to be very similar to how it's going to be. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, it's just people just get twisted. And I don't know if they just have, I, I think they should just start doing comedy. <laughs> All the comedians <laughs> are like, no, don't do it. But yeah, man, I mean, you'll, then you can just feel bad about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to hate QAnon or the the Democrats. You can just, you know, hate your shitty comedy act. <laughs> well, I think the root of the whole common courtesy issue is that people are worried if they lend an ear to somebody that's supposed to be on, like, the other side of the argument, that they're going to lose people in the group that they're in. And, and that's it. You're, you know, it's all fear-based, man. It's all, yeah. fuck, what are you afraid of? What are people afraid of? And I ask myself all that all the time. And I'm not going to do it, man. I refuse to be miserable, okay? I eat bad. I may be dead in, a, in, in a not so long, in a few years, or however long if I don't stop eating. But those years I have are going to be filled with joy. And they're going to be filled with, filled with laughs, man. We're going to have some fucking fun. Hell know? yeah. Because I'm, I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of it. People want to be wokey. Let's be wokey. But this is another thing about the wokeyness, right? Who mm-hmm. really wants to be wokey? Nobody I talk to, you know? I mean, I'm talking about relative, you know, relative wokiness. You know what I'm saying? Like, who who wants to be that sensitive? Not many people. Not many people. I mean, there's a lot with Gen Z that seems to go too far in the terms of being quote-unquote woke. Yeah, what I'm saying is, but when when it's actually happening, nobody's upset about it. On uh, Like, a lot of the levels that people want to complain about... When it's actually a social development, there's really nothing there. I'm just saying, you know, it's just, so it's fine. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about anything anymore. But I think if you don't move with things, then things move without you. I mean, I want to defend people. I want to be part of social movements that make the world a better place. But I'm, I'm frequently headed up against people who are in those categories and don't think that they need to be defended. So <laughs> that's the part you have to listen to. And that's it, man, is that no, you know, and I I hate, I'm not trying to be negative, but, you know, we just have to try to be there for ourselves 
and mm-hmm. do what we think is right. Because then if I'm good, then my I have more for my son. I have more for podcasts with Ivy Haycox. You know, <laughs> you know, I have more for everything, man. Because I don't know, man. I'm looking around, dude, and I don't see much. I don't see much. I just see I see a bunch of people in pain and and mm-hmm. and, and living in fear. So on that note. <laughs> <laughs> How, have you been doing Zoom shows and comedy and stuff, or are you taking a little break? Definitely taking a break. I got really sick of being misogynistically mistreated by a bunch of male comedians. Well, Shit got toxic. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always going to be, like, I did the mic, and, you know, people were, were, were trying to mess with me a little bit. I have my own style. Um, and I've been through hell in my life, <laughs> so nobody can really say anything to me. Um, but what I learned from that whole experience is to just, you know, really we just have to keep it very mellow. I have mm-hmm. to keep it very mellow and positive. And, you know, my negativity can come in in a little bit of sarcasm in my jokes. But mm-hmm. if I balance it out with a lot of, you know, just niceness and try to keep it, keep it all mellow, it always works out. And then I can let my personality do the work, you know, because that's what well, people. What I found it's yeah. it's easier if you have other groups that you can lean on. If one of your groups feels like it's not benefiting you, you know, you need family to lean on if your friends are failing you, and vice versa. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, support networks, man. It's all about fucking support networks, and that's another thing, dude. You know, when the world's shut down. You know, like there's people I know that go to 12-step programs that don't want to go to Zoom AA meetings with people from California, mm-hmm. you know, and those are the only ones they can go to. You know, there's uh, people in OA I know that, yeah, there's there's uh, people from California say they want to talk to them and then they call them and they don't answer their phone, you know, um, so it's just, it's, it's hard, man, and we just have to, we just have to work for it. You know, we just have What's to- What's OA? Overeaters Anonymous. I've talked to you about that before. Okay. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. Overeaters Anonymous. Yeah. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm, dude, if I could stay abstinent, that'd be great. That's what they call it, abstinence. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's hard. But I do go to the meetings sometimes when I can, um, especially if I can get a ride. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> um, anybody listening? <laughs> um, but, you know, because... When I go there, I see people that suffer from what I'm suffering from. And they can identify. You know, I may not agree with some of the stuff they believe. But they can identify with my pain. And that's hard to find. Yeah. Do you feel like you benefit more from the in-person meetings too? Absolutely. Makes sense. Thousand percent. I even the in-person comedy too. I mean, I'm not going to shit on Zoom comedy because I've done some good Zoom shows and I think anybody who's doing anything now should just keep doing it and don't worry about it. But, you know, it's I think it gives people a false perception of what being on stage is really all about. You know, um, it, I think it, it works if you're a comic that, you know, is just trying to stay fresh. But if you're somebody that's starting on Zoom, I, I'm just hoping the transition to a stage is going to be okay. You know? Oh yeah, I've seen a bunch of people start on Zoom. Honestly, I think it might be better. I almost am jealous because you get like a sort of toe in the water and see how people might respond to certain things, uh, you especially you're, because you're, it's all comedians. Honestly, you know, you, you bring up a good point because Zoom's fucking hard. So if mm-hmm. you can start killing it on Zoom, maybe when you, you get to a stage, it'll just be like, oh, look, there's people here. <laughs> They're not in little squares now. <laughs> look, I can talk to them and do my act. Yeah, I mean, that's it. But... 
either you're going to do it or you're not. You know, everybody's got to do it. And, um, you know, I'm going to the strip. I'll be booked at, I'm booked at the strip club again this week. And uh, that's, I'm not big on strip clubs, man. This is another thing. We'll just talk about this and then we'll wrap up. Uh-huh. I've never been a strip club guy. And, you know, uh, the strip clubs in my town years ago when I was a partier, they were always open late at night. So we would just go there at night to have like one last beer and finish our drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I say drugs, I mean like some Coke or whatever, a little bit of Coke, whatever was going on, nothing major. But yeah. but that was the activity, you know, and I never got lap dances. I wasn't a lap dance guy. I never really even liked um, being around the women. Um, I mean, I, 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 I'm just saying I just felt like it doesn't make me feel very comfortable. Um, and especially because of the things I used to do back then, like, you know, like I don't drink now. I don't do drugs now. So like I'm, I'm literally in the bathroom in the strip club and I can't piss because I'm playing ocean waves in my ear to piss because I think people are waiting to do drugs. (laughs) I'm like, I'm taking their spot, Ivy. (laughs) They're supposed to be in here doing drugs. So, you know, I'm doing that because there's no other stages. Dude, there's so many friends I have that are strippers currently or were strippers for a long time. I've never been to a strip club. I've been to the go-go bar, Flamingos, once. but <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong twice. with being a stripper. I, th- I think, man, I would do it in a second if, if people... Nah, it's a fantastic <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying... It's is, difficult. But me personally, absolutely. But I just, you know, for whatever reason, I just, you know, it's not my thing. You know, people have to do what they think their thing is. And me... I mean, if they, if I was at a party and there were strippers there, I would just talk to them and tell them jokes. You know, I wouldn't be like, <laughs> you would. I wouldn't be like, hey, baby, what's your hourly rate? I mean, that's just, <laughs> you know, that's, oh, that's, that's not my thing. But that's, the, you know, the shit that people say to the, say behind, you know, whisper is not good. You know, the people, the shit that people whisper to each other in strip clubs that the strippers can't hear is not good. <laughs> I would pay so much money to have recordings of the things people whisper in strip clubs. Uh, I don't know. I guess so. Maybe like that'd the, be fascinating. Maybe the first twenty minutes would be good. Then you'd be you'd probably throw up. Nah, that'd be a whole podcast. Things people whisper in strip clubs. All right. Well, you know, we all have to, you know, do what we think is right. Anyway, listen, Ivy, we're gonna wrap it up. But um, are you doing anything that you want to plug, or you, like you said, you're just taking a break right now? Yeah, I'm just taking a break right now, but if anybody wants to follow me on Instagram, it's ivy.haycox. Yes, follow this woman. She's very exciting, even though she's monogamous now. she can, you, can be <laughs> mono- you can be monogamous and be exciting, right? I still have an OnlyFans. Yeah, dude. She can be the most <laughs> monogamous, exciting person I know. <laughs> I'm setting you up here. <laughs> All right. Listen, we're going to talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Ivy. Thanks for having me, Anthony. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Okay. Ivy Haycox, everybody. Yes. Yes. Um, she was uh, talking about the comedy scene. It can be a little abrasive sometimes, especially, you know, if you're a, a, a attractive woman. Um, when I make my transition, we'll see. <laughs> it's just a lot of work, dude. You know, my name's Anthony Quinn. This has been Food Addict. Cheers.